Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Dave Gugino. <laughs> and I'm Josh. <laughs> this is Does It Suck Now? 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 It does suck now. It sucks now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. This week's movie, we've looked back at 1991's film, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, starring Kevin Costner and directed by his good buddy, Kevin Reynolds. It also stars Alan Rickman in an entirely different movie than everybody else is. <laughs> he and Kevin Costner share two scenes together the entire movie, and there's a lot of limb chopping. Yeah. That's Robin Hood. And spit. A lot of like saliva. You, and sweat. If you, if you <laughs> don't know the story, the actual story of Robin Hood, then yeah. turn off the podcast now. But <laughs> just like Google, but other than that, whatever, I, we don't it's have the time same to go story. It. Go watch the Disney cartoon; it's infinitely a better movie. Yeah, or El- Errol Flynn's version is pretty yeah. good too. And they're all an hour shorter. I like. I don't care what anybody movie. says. I I enjoyed the Russell Crowe one because I liked the history behind what they were trying to do. There was a Russell, Russell Crowe Crow one, but I, I'm a Ridley, yeah. I'm a Ridley Scott apologist, and I like I like like shits that Ridley Scott makes. I think they're pretty good movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of that one. But this movie, so correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Two things. This was about the time when I started reading movie reviews for the first time. I was probably like 12, 11 or twelve when this movie came out. You would have and, been like eleven, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so I was reading the Philadelphia Inquirer and the Philadelphia Daily News movie critics because this was pre-internet and was for the first time in my life, which led to me going to college and studying film, I was reading film criticism right around when this movie came out. And I remember it didn't get great reviews and I think it was expected <laughs> to bomb. But it was a huge hit. It was a huge hit, right? Yeah, yeah I think I'm pretty hit. sure. Made a lot of money. Because of Brian Adams. Right. Because, <laughs> Mainly. Because the video... The video is exquisitely well edited and has uh, the song in the right spot, which the movie posts neither of those things. Yeah, <laughs> the credits. The credits is the only place they actually play the song for the record. And the theme, yeah, yeah. They play the theme to it during the, um, the baby birthing party. You hear it yeah, come into they, the, the score. I don't know if that was the first time. Right. Yeah, you get some instrumentals, but you don't actually get like, you know, Brian's silky golden pipes until the end of the movie during the <laughs> but hold on heavy, i just want to i gotta throw pipe. the haiku at you and then we'll just, haiku. All right, do it all right haiku time. <laughs> look into my eyes you will see <laughs> awesome mullets they did it for you oh my god that's actually one of the first notes that i made of this movie which was the hair is a as a whole another character onto its own. Like every everyone. everybody's hair is awesomely made, just mullet. They're everyone's so bad. Hair. They're such bad mullets. I'm a big fan of mullets. These are not great mullets. They are like ill kept bad hair. 
This brings up a really cool, interesting point to me. When, like, because now I watch shows like Vikings and I watch shows, you know, like uh, Last Kingdom with Uchid of Bedenborough, and I feel like they Blood finally Eagle, come. Dude. Blood Eagle. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And they, but I feel like they finally come to this thing where they're like, we're going to try to do the hair historically correct for the most part and not do like you see in so many movies. Like I was talking about Cleopatra. Like you go back and watch Cleopatra. It's like, it's the Cleopatra hair with some sixties in there. So this hair was like Alan Rickman and Kevin Costner's hair. It's definitely like, it's still a little bit of nineties, you know, like a little bit of moose, especially in Alan Rickman's hair. (laughs) Alan Rickman's Uh, clothing in this movie is amazing. Uh, there's, yeah. there's there's the scene. Uh, so if you watch the extended cut, I think, which you don't have any choice, right? Yeah, well, when he did, brings in all the like lords that he's going to buy off after he's lost millions of dollars, which doesn't make any sense. But he's wearing this like black thing that spreads out. So like you would say his like silhouette is almost like like a triangle, and it's awesome. It looks like like Assassin's Creed. It looks just amazing. <laughs> then when I, he goes to meet, when he goes to rape slash marry. <laughs> made Marion. He's his his outfit is bedazzled. It's all black and bedazzled. <laughs> it's incredible. It's just a plus for the costume designer. <laughs> we should say that I watched the original version. Who watched what version before? I, I watched the extended. Extended. Me too. Yes, extended after the fact. I found that out. If I went back so, and did all my research. So you three guys watched the extended version, which to my understanding, you guys watched the extended version, which to my understanding is 10 minutes longer. And it's what mostly Alan Rickman because he's so good and Kevin Costner didn't want to be upstaged, which he obviously was by everything that Alan Rickman does in this movie. Fact. So they that just fact. <laughs> they I just have so cut. much to add to all that. I they just so cut right now. more Alan Rickman out of this movie to make Kevin Costner look better. Is that, yeah. is so that Kevin accurate? Costner's, so I have yeah, a, Kevin I have a Costner's twisted, doing. But go, Sprague, take it away. I have a twisted take on this because I think the movie actually is better off without all that extra footage, even though Alan Rickman is probably the most enjoyable part of this movie, that his character like veers way into straight comedy if you watch the extended version mm-hmm. and they give you his backstory, which is fine with it, that he was like raised by this witch uh, to, to worship the Celtic gods, which I don't think is in the original version, at least not that explicitly said. No. And then they also no. give you, but there is something that changes the entire perspective on the witch's character. And I, and I wanted to talk about this when we were texting is that in the original cut, you don't know that the witch is the person spying on him unless you're like extremely clever. You don't know it for most you, of the movie. You do immediately, and I'll tell you why. Wait, Are you spying ready? on who? In the regular version? In the regular version. It's very easy. Wait, spying on who? Spying she's, on Alan Rickman. She's you, see an, you see an eye through the holes in the wall, and that's what, you know, he flips out later in the movie when he's like, you've been spying on me, and that's what leads to the whole conversation in the extended right. version, Mike. Ready? Spoiler alert, everybody. That she's his real mother, and she swapped babies. She beastmastered him. Yeah, she beastmastered yeah. out of a womb. Okay, yeah. so, so I, I'm but gonna, you, can I just one up you all on <laughs> saying that not only is the extended version too long, but the original version is also way too long. But I feel like unless you pick up immediately on like her eye color, which especially that's when it, you're like period. eleven is. Right, but if you're, e- that's easy to miss. I feel like the glassy eye, right? <laughs> so you, the first thing you see is the eye that's like glassed over. 
when you're looking through the people and then you see her for the first time and the first thing I you guess see you're right. a weird glassy right. I didn't even so. pick up that Alan Rickman was being spied on like oh, I didn't uh, pick up yeah. any of that right. that just was that's like, what I'm saying I was too dumb too and and to me it changes her performance because there's an there's a deleted scene where he comes to talk to her and she's totally like hamming it up the actress like uh yeah i'm just kind of making it up as i go and in the original <laughs> cut you don't get that feeling at all that she's making up as she goes you kind of buy into even i guess even if you know that she's spying for me i right. bought into like she must be dealing with some kind of magic she knows some dark arts in the extended cut she's just a fucking con artist who's been mm-hmm. playing some shit and making stuff up for for 40 years or whatever putting blood in a bowl her, apparently spitting on it putting blood on yeah, a bowl right. and spitting on it and making and when i was a kid that was the grossest thing to me when she would try to look into the future and then she would rub her nail in it and you yeah, would just wait, have that like true. scratchy like ooh. did anybody mm-hmm. else notice that the spit sizzled that was like a note that it i did. had <laughs> she's I a hobo magic she <laughs> makes ramen noodles on it <laughs> magic <laughs> a little hot plate. but then but then i thought maybe she does have some magic because she beast mastered or she says she did who knows you can't even tell if she's bullshitting you or not and it's not a movie that deserves the thoughts of whether she's like trying to like piece <laughs> just together it. you know well, yeah. no, no. We, as long as we're diving into it, we might as well complete the deep dive, right? So I don't, she didn't exactly <laughs> beastmaster him. She just like baby swapped and killed the other baby in, yeah, at, from her own other, words. I, I got none of this. None I of this. Mike, it's crazy. Sorry. Basically, you <laughs> missed out, dude. Sorry. There's, a lot, <laughs> there's more character development in those 11 missing minutes than there is in the rest of the movie, pace-wise. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that they're good for the movie. There was maybe one scene that I thought was fun. Oh my god! And there's a scene where you see this portrait of Robin. I don't remember if that was in the original Mike. Oh, with, with, the, with dad. The, that, the mosaic. Is that the beginning. Yeah. No, with the, the, no, the dad's writing a letter, wondering yeah. where Robin. Oh is. yeah. So Did that was that great. I I was trying to find on the internet actually <laughs> what happened to that mosaic. I'm wondering if like Kevin Costner has that in his house, like the mosaic from Robin Hood. <laughs> I want to say something positive because I'm probably gonna shit on this movie a lot. I think the first. <laughs> Like part of this movie is pretty good where he escapes from prison in, in the crusade and they kind of like meet up and then they do this great thing where they, they kind of do that. Like everybody knows the Robin Hood story and they introduce everybody. It's like, Hey man, it's a little John. Remember me? I'm like, Hey man, I'm Fried Chuck. You remember me? Right. There's a fake out with the fryer too. Cause you see yeah. the other, the, the like priest first, who turns out to be a douchebag. Right. And yeah. then uh, evil, Friday evil Tuck's priest. a great character. There, so I, yeah. I think there's like a good movie in here. I don't know if it was ever incubated enough to come out. I agree. <laughs> this movie yeah, is like but, but they do the line. They do the line. So oh. when he's fighting um, Little John, when he's fighting Little John, it was really like, and once again, you have one of those moments where I'm like, I felt like the first half of the movie after we get out of the prison and get back to England, right as we're kind of getting into the whole England thing and then marrying more, I, I started getting like, I'm, I'm good. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Move it. Dave, and then I'm 100% the, I, with you. Yeah. yeah and I thought yeah. the end of the movie made me go, oh, yeah, this is why this is actually a good movie. Like, in yeah, a way. Sean Connery walks yeah. in and all of a sudden yeah. it's like, there's it's a Sean Connery! fucking ripping shreds he comes he comes in firing fastballs man he's ready to go well there's a there's a good the, 40 minutes in the middle of the movie after he like meets up with the gang and the merry men he like escapes meets up with the merry men we introduce everybody it's like fuck yeah we're like ready to go and then there's yep. like 40 minutes of just like 
Somehow in that fucking dredge of a 40 minute period, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin Costner becomes an expert with the bow. They never explain that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, well, Will, Will Scarlett makes fun of him for being a shitty shot. Meanwhile, I know. Like, <laughs> and then he's like splitting arrows and, and yeah. splitting Will Scarlett's hand. And <laughs> oh, there was a scene before Will Scarlet revealed that he's uh Robin's brother, where oh it was God. like he was like, Why do you hate me? I was like, Well, for one, you shot him in the hand with an arrow. I wrote, I wrote, Will Scarlet is correct and underlined it in my yes. Did I wrong you in another life, Will Scarlet? Where does this intolerable hatred for me come from? From knowing that our our father loved you more than me. Our father? We are brothers, Robin of Luxley. I am the son of the woman who replaced your dead mother for a time. It was your anger that drove them apart. It's not a lie. You ruined my life. I have more reason to hate you than anyone, but I found myself daring to believe in you. What I want to know, brother, is will you stay with us and finish what you've started? The scene when he's like ripping the the, I'm your brother scene, he's like, this happened because of your ego. I was like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like, wrote notes here. Yeah, that's like, I, I well, have a Scarlet justified question mark question mark. <laughs> yeah. I have a note when all right. So Robin, before he gets back to England, they the father they have the whole scene where the father gets killed, right? Uh, uh-huh. And the father rides out of his castle. I mean, these guys oh, are yes. a good two or three hundred, maybe a hundred <laughs> yards away wait, or tell something. Him, tell him about wait. Tell him about the king's armed guard he has with him. Oh, it's isn't it? Uh, what's his face? Uh, Duncan? Yeah, zero. It's nobody. Oh, zero. It's yeah, nobody. yeah. So zero. I thought it was like it's Duncan, and <laughs> but, he's in the castle. Duncan. Yeah, in but the Dave, you, you make it. Wait, wait. Point. Uh, he he comes out. They're all there. There's obviously like twenty guys, and he just takes out his sword and goes after them, and they it's all good. kind of like football tackle him. <laughs> and I thought to myself, <laughs> on horses, you, on horses. You have no, a you- castle. You have a castle. Just go back in the castle. Just go yeah, back in the, the castle. Door. Yeah. Lock the door. I mean, we're getting into this scene, but I do want to say that this is when the movie is still good. Like that guy, <laughs> that guy, Brian Blessed or Brian Brian Bless from Flash Gordon. Yeah, but that oh, scene was not good. And that no, was no, not no. A good but scene. I mean, it's like it has all this thing. But I'm saying at this point, I'm still on board with the movie. It's like okay, right. they like right. sabotage her. They kill him. He escapes. They. You know, they get back to England. They walk 200 miles in one day to the castle. <laughs> yeah, the whole geography thing. Yeah. Uh, you're just like, um, okay. But it's I, like, I, I'm still on board here. I'm still on board with yeah. the movie. I also here. like Kevin Costner's commitment when he breaks out of prison and they find some melons. That's and I mean, so if you, if you watch him, like, are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and he's holding those melons. He's the whole holding scene. so tight. 
He's like, he's like many melons as he can carry. It's yeah. It's, <laughs> and, and this movie's like American four different guys. movies. Oh. It's four different movies. The tone is like they, nobody could decide what the tone of this movie was supposed to be. I have to say this: I could enjoy this movie with uh, this movie should have been Morgan Freeman versus Alan Rickman. Oh, I would have watched that movie, and then just get rid of Christian Slater and Kevin Costner. I don't know, make up something. And because uh, I liked, you know, Morgan Freeman, every scene that he's in, he, I feel like he steals it from Kevin Costner. I, I like Kevin Costner in other movies. In this movie, every time he had a, a feeling, <laughs> any feeling at all, <laughs> he was so quiet. And he was like, my father used to beat me in Birmingham. Right. And yeah, then, well, <laughs> shut up. Like, quit being so emo. Like, that's why Morgan Freeman is so good. And that's, you know, I, I would say, like, this whole movie, like, you only really, you were saying, like you were saying, you only really need Morgan Freeman and you only really need Alan Rickman. And this movie is a classic if maybe anybody else is in it. But when the, his cousin died, I thought I knew more about him and felt more when Alan Rickman killed him than when anything that happened to most of the Mary band. So I that, wanted Christian well, Slater to hold Michael on, you that scene, Did you know the, that the scene is casting? It, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. That scene where Alan Rickman <laughs> kills his cousin is the last good scene, like the last good scene before the end. Like that Pretty is scene. Much. It's like it's like you're like on board. I was on board with the movie. I'm like, hey man, like I was ready to like shit on this movie and be like it's so dated. But I'm like I'm enjoying this so far. That scene ends, and then I just was like, I, I can't remember what happened. There was like battles. There was like I don't know. They, they the Celtic warriors. Celtic war. There was, <laughs> well, was like uh, I, I, like I just don't remember. No no no. That's a that scene. The battle scene is fucking boring. There's so much extra shit in there that we don't need. There's not enough Alan Rickman. There's like lots of just random cuts to like stuff. And it's like, uh, okay. Well, they could have done it better. All right, wait, hold on. I'm you need to know I'm the bored. alternate casting. Since okay, somebody just casting. brought this up. Well, Somebody's first like, of oh, all, this was just... who's Robin? Like, let's just get into <laughs> ready? it. Who's first, Robin Hood? All right, the first attempt at Robin Hood was Carrie Yule's. Yeah, and then and then he went on. Carrie Elwes, isn't it Elwes? Is it Elwes or is it you? Uh, like I've a, never like said a, it out loud. Elwes, Wait, hey. wasn't he in Men in Tights? Princess, Princess yes, Bride. he was in Men in oh. Tights. He was the Robin Hood <laughs> he in Men in Tights. Right. <laughs> they wanted him, but they, they, they fucking wound up with Costner. I think. Yeah. Well, or, I'm, I'm just gonna yeah. go out on a limb here and say that like I actually don't hate most of the casting in this movie. Even Christian Slater, like I can fucking deal with it. It's like he was a teen heartthrob superstar at the time. They're just like, throw him in the movie. What does he want to be? They're like, Christian, the like, funny you say that, Mike. Do you know the, the original attempt at that teen heartthrob's role was Johnny Depp? And they couldn't yeah. get Johnny uh, Depp to do fine it. With they wanted somebody with hair that would dramatically frame their face, which is, they, they cast the little boy like with yeah. the same hair, too. But I yep. like Christian Slater. He does the angle. Continuity, Josh. He's got like a cool weapon, like that the nineties action thing it was like everybody has their weapon, like little John yeah. has a stick, Friar Tuck has drinks or whatever. Uh like, uh, Christian Slater's got a knife. I was but gonna say his bangs? What's his weapon? I don't understand. Like the guy who plays Friar Tuck is great in this movie, and I thought also great was Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Am I saying that right? Mary um, Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Yeah. Come thank on. you. She, she went to high school she, in Jersey. She does. She's lifting a lot of weight with no help. In every she was season. good. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. really good. The script is terrible, and she brings a lot to that character. I think this is like a theme that you see, unfortunately, with good actresses: is that 
they have to also they often have to bring a lot more to the character than they're given and she does a really yeah. good job with that she's like she could have so easily been like a manic pixie dream girl made marion or something and it would have been like really cringy but she's yeah. like she, i don't know she brings a lot to it and i like her physicality until they all of a sudden she goes from somebody who can like fight like a ninja to mm-hmm. somebody who like is crying powers in the corner, in the corner. yeah while I alan rickman this- is dominating a room I mean, there's like a lot of really simple things I think that makes that turns this movie from a bad movie into like a really fucking great movie, which is like it's 90 minutes and Kevin Costner's not Robin Hood. Boom. Yeah. Awesome movie. <laughs> and and less rape. We could use the, the rape in this movie is gratuitous and you know, weird. And uh, yeah, it's not I'm gonna cool. be controversial here. Wait, joke. I'm gonna I'm gonna be controversial here and say like if this movie's better, the rape doesn't doesn't cut as deep. Doesn't hit yeah, as I, well, you know, also maybe you don't go like, like low angle shots up Maid Marion's dress when like she, like yeah, you're trying to play a rape scene leg. for comedy. That's like, like bad. Doing yeah. the, That's like doing I appreciated the choreography. I have to say, yeah, that the little rape choreography. Wait, did you the rape nobody the actually rape? raped anybody that way. But he got his his like feet up, and then they did the bit where like her legs spread right. out. It's and I, like, and even but it's very detailed. Even Emily like laughed at that. I mean, we were just like. Only yeah. Balan, only Balanchine would rape someone that way. <laughs> Balanchine would, you know, and definitely uh, Jerome Robbins would have would have yes. definitely raped someone after a no. day on the set it's of West Side Story. He was like attention to detail. Bob Fosse would have just given a little more, you know. He would have turned his legs in. If you wait, hold on. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it's like what we're talking about with the Lost Boys, where the Lost Boys, there's there's like tons of goofy fucking shit in that movie tons of it and like plot holes but you're just like whatever i'm loving this and it's also really short it goes by really fast and this movie could easily be like that because the tone kind of gets you into that with it's like man the whole fucking gang's here they got their weapons they're gonna we're gonna get into some fucking hijinks right now (laughs) but robin can't be brute like brooding no, like even no. Russell Crowe bought, brought more levity to it in a much more serious movie. Here's the story. <laughs> Let me tell you the story because I think that'll co- this this will color I think what Mike is saying. Where we're all going to jump around, what phrasing and ripping this movie. I think in equal measure. So this movie was made immediately after Dance of the Wolves. Like there was no break. Costner wraps up Dance of the Wolves and he goes to shoot a Robin Hood without really a finished script. He had already rejected the script four or five times. Because uh, he thought he was wrong for the role, which he is, and his friend Kevin Reynolds got to direct it, so he agreed to join him. Now Kevin Reynolds had made his name as the second unit director of Dances with Wolves, and he directed the famous Buffalo Stampede sequence in Dances with Wolves, which is the only good part of that movie, as far as I'm concerned. And <laughs> he, um, so he made his name as like, wow, this guy's a fucking wizard. He can he can really like get down in serious conditions and make make some good shit. So that's how this movie got made. And they rushed it into production because the BBC or somebody in England was producing their own Robin Hood movie, which I sent you guys the trailer for and we can post on the social media sites with uh, Uma Thurman as yep. Maid Marian and uh, one of the bad guys from a Timothy Dalton James Bond movie. <laughs> oh, that guy, him. yes. You yeah, know that him. Guy. You and, know him um, as European terrorist number one. Right. <laughs> this is Pete Costner. Like, this is Costner. Oh. He is at Sly Stallone in 86, 87. Pete, like, he 
has blown up. For anybody who doesn't know this, like Dances with Wolves won Oscar after Oscar. He directed Oscar. it, right? Yeah. And it was a th- one of the first three-hour movies in the 90s that people went and really saw, and it kind of birthed that three-hour movie thing, and Oliver Stone took full advantage of that. But, I mean, it. <laughs> so when we're looking at Kevin Costner in this, which in you just think of how he's thrown into it. It's like one of those things that you, when you look at it that way, you go, oh, well, at this point, they didn't care if he was good or not. His name right. was so big, you know? Yes. So I, Dave, I'm hair. so glad you said this because I have this page saved. So I, I brought up Kevin Costner's filmography. Let me tell you his 1985 to like early 2000s run. Not quite 20 years, but close to it. I'm not, not every movie, but I'm going to tell you his good movies and his hits. Okay. He was in Silverado, which is fantastic. He's in The Untouchables, which is really good. No Way Out, very good. Bull Durham, a, fucking classic. Field of yep. Dreams, I don't like it, but a lot of people love it. It's a classic for a lot I of like people. I like Field of Dreams any more than right. Bull Durham, though, honestly. He's in Revenge, which is a, a Tony Scott thriller that was really good. He's in, he, ma- he directs and writes Dances with Bulls, wins every Oscar. He immediately makes Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and then JFK. Then he makes right. The Bodyguard. Then he's in A Perfect World, which was really good and was like Clint Eastwood's like comeback movie as a director from after uh, Unforgiven, or I guess right before Unforgiven. Um, and then he's in Wyatt Earp and Waterworld and Tin Cup, The Postman, Message in a Bottle for Love of the Game, Play It to the Bone, 13 Days, and 3,000 Miles to Graceland. That's his like 18-year run. All those yeah, movies insane. are That's notable. really respectable. Actually, when I was reading his biography, and I didn't know this, which is a cool <laughs> fact about him. So Costner has like a regular job. And he, he, on a flight, he meets Richard Burton. And then he tells Richard Burton that he wants to be an actor. And Richard Burton says, you should fucking go for it. So the next day, he quits his job and he becomes the fucking Kevin Costner superstar. He's the poor man Harrison Ford, which is still an awesome thing to be. So I was going to say one of the... Th- one of the reasons that he is such a big movie star, I was going to say, because there was that whole trend in the 90s of like older women liking to see guys' buns. Like, uh, like <laughs> there's a gratuitous butt shot in Robin yeah. Hood. Yeah, but that's Mel not even his No, no, butt. no, wait. I, that's what I'm getting to. That <laughs> this, is what I'm getting to. Oh, so, sorry. Like, so, so there's this trend of everybody wanting to see buns in the 90s, and it's like the shots for the ladies, and there's the iconic scene where we get to see hot Kevin Costner buns, and they're not even his buns. Not, not his buns. Not even like shapely. They're really pale and white. And like they're flat pancake flat. buns. They're yeah, like they're nobody. That, if, if you're going to do gratuitous nudity, do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody prepared for that. <laughs> Mel, you can't half-ass gratuitous nudity. <laughs> literally, literally, you can't have that. Mel Gibson yeah. has him on the buns. I mean, maybe it's the anti-Semitism <laughs> that leads to a rounder, nicer butt. I don't know what it is. When you hate the but... Jews so much, you just clench your ass cheeks all the time. <laughs> Kevin Costner is a famous liberal. So there you go. Okay, so in the village scene, when uh, Robin and Azim are polishing their bows on the log, they, they, Still. the entire, all of the villagers, all of the merry men's families are coming back like this refugee caravan from their village being burned. And Kevin Costner sits there and emos out and is like, Yeah, I know you guys got problems, but man, let me tell you about the shit I've been through. You just got to try real hard. And, and he's just like down in the dumps <laughs> and it sucks. It's not Robin Hood. That is not who Robin Hood should be. That's, so that's the scene thought. where he's like, He does this thing where he's like, They're like, 
they're literally doing the the fucking it's like a monty python scene where yeah. like they're, they're it's like the witch execution scene but uh in holy grail but uh <laughs> there's like a scene where it's like well how will we eat and then he's just like, <laughs> it's like man we'll find the forest will feed you yeah, it's we'll find so it, bad man. don't worry about it you know they're just like well, forest will feed you've been in the forest this whole time well, All right. What about Henry? So, he doesn't have any legs. <laughs> like, Don't worry, Henry will walk, man. What about Abigail? She lost all her teeth. She has to eat soft beef. And like, we'll find you applesauce, man. It's we got it. Don't worry. It's like the seed just goes on and on with them. It's like we don't even have any houses. It's like I built houses. I will make you no promises, save one. That if you truly believe in your hearts that you are free. Then I say we can win. They got armor. They got armor, Paul. Even this boy can be taught to find the chinks in every suit of armor. But we ain't got nothing to eat. What do we need that the forest cannot provide? We have food, wood for weapons. We'll find safety and solace in our trees. Yeah, but what about our kin? Shutters taking all they got, too. And by God, we take it back. Emily, what what was your take on the uh, Kevin Costner print? Dave, uh, please, em- uh, Emily has been on the podcast a few <laughs> times now, and we should like officially introduce to you, Emily. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Emily, and I'm Dave's fiance. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a a performer, um, and I enjoy movies. So tell oh, yeah, us about yeah. Kevin Costner's pancake butt. Oh gosh, it was so disappointing. Uh, also, also, how old is he in this movie? Because I looked he's it up. Thirty-six. He's, he's thirty-six. 36. He looks like he's like almost fifty. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's so disappointing. He looks like a stand-in for the Marlboro Man. Yeah. I have some good news for you. That what? was not his butt. Oh. So no worries. They couldn't have gotten like a better butt then if you're gonna like show a butt, make it a good one. Like hey, that that's, that's his stunt doubles butt. So take it up with the Costner stunt uh, double. But it's like so they got wait, they just got his stunt double, the guy who does stunts for him, not a stunt butt, like a hand model. So, Emily, it's were like you a fan of this movie in 1991? I vaguely remember it. Um I remember going to the theater and I remember thinking it was cool, but that's like all I remember. I just remember the song from School Dances. And that's ex- pretty much that was going right. to be my question. Oh, yeah. How yeah. many <laughs> school slow dances do you think you had approximately to this song? Oh, I don't Gosh, probably. Were you a hands on the hip or a hands oh, on the no, butt on of your the partner? Shoulders, but you, oh, shoulders. On the shoulders, but you don't look in the look at them in the eye. No, and then right. you look at your <laughs> I, all your girlfriends. You're like, oh my god, oh my god. You no. know, I'm, just, I'm with Cole Alexander. It's like, oh, that's a I know that's a good name. Strong name, yeah. Cole. Um, strong what name. did you think of uh, the? It's way better when... than Dave Cagino. <laughs> <laughs> Gino. Um, Dave, you should change your but, stage uh, name to Cole Alexander. <laughs> uh, what Dang. did you think of the uh, well, the rape scene? Oh, like, <laughs> like through eyes right now, like what you saying? Were you like? I don't think we thought anything of it. It was uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. it was uncomfortable. I mean, Which I think it's supposed to be right. Yeah, Dave, you're, you're, uh, there's no way to hear you. Oh yeah, you so, can't hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um. 
the rape scene was it was a rape scene. I mean, it was uncomfortable, but I mean, I guess they did try to put comedy in it. I, you well, know, but the whole choreography. Is that a good thing? Un- no. <laughs> I guess funny rape is better than serious rape. I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. I don't know. It's just, and again, it's all the, the trope of like, of the damsel in distress. Though she did have more um, to say. Like, I feel like she was more of an independent person, but it was mm-hmm. still the, in her long flowing dress, running with her arms flailing, so. <laughs> and screaming down the hallway, uh, the scr- right? When her yeah. love Robin Hood She dies changes her screen. whole physicality yeah. as the movie goes, which always disappoints me. They start she her off as like a does. strong person, and then she's, like you said, she's running with like T-Rex arms down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't like when they do that. It's That's just for like plot convenience. That's, it, yeah. It's not good. I mean, she had a good scream at the end. I got to say that. that. Robin! <laughs> Her Robin was very good. It made me like yeah. his name. I was like, oh, that is a good yeah. name to scream. Robin the Hood. <laughs> he doesn't wear a hood until after they've called him Robin the Hood four times. I counted. I just want to point oh. that out. Yeah, uh, no, my guy. Guy, the cousin, the cousin named Guy goes back and he reports after the first encounter. He's like, um, "I got, I met a man in a hood, and I have bad news for you." It's like you did not meet a man in a hood. You're just so he is the reason that he's called Robin Hood, and it's all a lie. He doesn't wear a hood until he dresses as a beggar. I always thought, for the record, that he was Robin the Hood because he was a criminal more than if he actually wore a hood. Sherwood Forest the Hood back then. So, <laughs> or he was referring to his thing. direct neighborhood. It was the hood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The like treehouse, the treehouse hood. Like, it was, yeah. yeah. I think this movie sucks now. <laughs> Do I think the movie sucks now? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I think that I have issues with it, but I don't think it sucks. It was, overall, it was entertaining, even, even if it was over two hours. So it's a lot over two hours. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Overall that's entertaining. Fair. I feel like that's Overall. a that's a pretty pretty generous uh criticism for this specific movie. I, was, I, well, I, I understand where you're coming from. Overall entertaining is justifiable. I was Overall. angry at that. I was angry at this movie because I feel like you just have to want to watch this movie before you watch it now. <laughs> it's like, true. Like if I was like, okay, I have to watch this movie, and then it won me over. Like I said, and, and like up until the scene where Alan Rickman kills the cousin, the crow guy. Guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, guy. He kills guy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was just like, yeah, this movie is better than I remember. And then all of a sudden it just goes, no. <laughs> I, I like to extend scenes in my mind and see like, well, what happens? Because a lot of acting is like dramatic entrances or exits. And yes. <laughs> Alan Rickman is phenomenal at both in this movie. And he, like, he ends that scene. He kills his brother. He drops him on the ground. And he's like, at least I didn't use a spoon. And then he just exits on that, which is amazing. <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to stay in that room and see what happens. Because there's, like, 40 people in that room. And they're all, like, they're, like, all the blacksmiths of the entire country. And people are, like, hammering steel and making swords. And there's just this dead body in the room. And I'm like, well, who, whose job yeah. is it? I want to know Queens what happens. Like, the guy. Yeah, they were probably all, like, a spoon? Yeah, I don't burn get it. it. Burn her. Burn it. So many. Burn my favorite part about Alan <laughs> You just get the intention that he played that character like he's constantly making inner puns to himself and laughing at everything. Yes. And like every scene, I feel like he turns some line of dialogue into like a self joke of like, 
I'm so funny. Well, so fun fact, <laughs> again, fun fact that you say that, that the only way they got Rickman to do this movie after he turned them down twice on the casting attempts was that he said, I'm going to do this character exactly as I want. You, you have no input from a directorial role. He was like, okay, fine. Do whatever you want. It's fucking and awesome. And it worked. He's amazing. And he has the lines like where he's like, his tantrums, like Spray pointed out, are amazing. This guy throws the best like evil guy tantrums. He's like stomping down the hallway after he sees Bard's <laughs> statue. And he stops the <laughs> two women. He's like, you, 1030. You, 1045. Bring a friend. This, <laughs> and this, this like stomps away. I and, like, say- this is all ad lib. He just comes up with all of this. The one where he's like, no more mercy hangings and cancel yeah. Christmas. Oh, yeah. Cancel Christmas. <laughs> like, no more merciful beheadings. Was yeah. No more merciful beheadings. Foxley, I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. Now so. Keep the stitches small. Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. So guys, patrols have found nothing, sire. No camp, nothing. This hooded viper simply slithers into the forest. You, Myram, 10.30 tonight. You, 10.45. Bring a friend. Well, at least I didn't use a spoon. It's good steel. From a performer aspect, you know what makes him great at those things is look at his pauses before he says those things. He has yeah. really amazing timing with his humor as how he, and it was it's very Alan Rickman thing to do. But he takes his time and never rushes them. So then you never get that like, kind of sloppy action hero and villain thing. And, and you're like, he lets it sit and he lets it be there. And also what I found really interesting about this movie more than all of our other movies we've watched. They did explain a lot. Every time I had a question about something, they somehow explained it. So whatever they did, I had to like give it credit for that. I had to give it credit Extended to be version. like thing. Except <laughs> why he is really good at bow and arrow. Yeah, except for that. Except that. Wait, I, I, I do have a question. One thing I didn't understand, and I don't, I, I can't decide if this is a, if this is good character development that's done in like a giving you just enough information to make it mysterious way or if it was just the script was dumb and didn't know, or if it even matters. But in the beginning, Robin is bugging um, uh, uh, Azim. What's his name? Azim? Azim. Azim. Morgan Freeman about, fine. Morgan Freeman. About, um, it was Tuesday. It's he was bugging him about, like, was it a girl? Did you get in trouble for a girl? What was it? And it's a like really nice scene that, yeah. that kind of like, gives you a chance to like do some character exposition and, good, and fun dialogue. And then later in the movie... After Azim, I think, or there's some point in the movie when they're having a talk and he's like, and Kevin Costner's like, well, just go home then again. He says to him, he's like, I can't, there's no home left. So like, it went from like, he got into trouble with a girl and you kind of get the idea that he's like a player and he messes around in places he shouldn't to wait, some dramatic backstory happened and like his town was massacred or something. But I just, I couldn't tell if that was good 
mystery world building or if it was just bad script continuity. I got to go with the latter. You you <laughs> hit on something that I got really kind of <laughs> historical nerdy about, which was gunpowder. So yeah, okay. I was like, because in the beginning of the movie, they set a date, right? Isn't it 1198 AD? 1149. Even better to my point right Precisely. here. Precisely. Gunpowder was not introduced into the Middle East until the <laughs> until the 13th century when the Mongols invaded and they actually got some inform, you know information from China into the Middle East even though of course they massacred everybody. So I was kind of like having no, this thing and I'm mean... like did he so maybe Azim had traveled to China yeah. then back to the Middle East and then got caught with Yasmin doing the nasty but you know like if he or maybe uh, he like ran in maybe he just like ran into a random uh chinese Mongol? guy in i don't know baghdad and, and was just like yo i got some like heroin do you want to do you have what do you got to trade and he's like i got some gunpowder i don't know like what he got up to but at that point it didn't like really matter because yeah that wasn't like say the biggest flaw in yeah because more the biggest flaw. i mean also here i'll i'll I take have... your fact wait let me i'll take your fact damn mike's about to slap <laughs> you with a fact right now i'll raise you another fact <laughs> that, that the telescope wasn't invented until the 1600s but he's got a fucking <laughs> telescope He's it is a cool design, one night though. in the like wet the in the wet market with Wang, and <laughs> they're drunk as hell. And he goes on an adventure, and I don't know. David Lopan gives him a te- he like steals a telescope from Lopan. I don't know. Big trouble, like, little China too. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think that maybe maybe in the Middle East, we know that during the Middle Ages in Europe, they had, you know such lack of information but we know the mid-east had more maybe i could give you the telescope the gunpowder thing i can't yeah. do we know they all had <laughs> and that's a do fact. you want to take explosions and out of this movie there's already yeah. only so much that we can love uh, about it. i have 11 49 11 49 it is business in the front and it is party in the back <laughs> i have a fix though greek fire <laughs> it's the mediterranean we know the legend of it Azim has figured it out, and you uh-huh. don't have to be like, "Oh, how do you know gunpowder?" And he's like, "From my friend Wu," you yeah. know, or what you know, like you yeah, Dave. I just like, I feel like you're fighting. Yeah, you're, it's Dave, just, he wasn't carrying three barrels of gunpowder over on the boat yeah. either, but yet they he had, was making. They also it. were forging armor in the woods. They also never accounted for the fact that their wood, their wood and straw houses might not be great defense against English archers fire. who are and famous also, for shooting fire. How exactly did the forest feed them again? I want to kind of get back to that. I have a theory. I have a theory, Solo. Wait, I have serious theory, and I have knowledge to back this. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, do you? (laughs) Pine cones. Pine cones. Pine cones. (laughs) They ate pine cones. That's the theory. Pine cones. Arizona, I also don't have like, any knowledge behind this. In raising Arizona, when Nicholas Cage is sleeping in the beginning in that great montage, when he's just like, "We ate sand," he's like, "You ate sand?" He's like, "We ate sand." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicholas! Uh, now I'm like Hood? sad that we don't have Nicholas Cage when he's 25 playing Robin Hood. Oh, that would have made uh, me so. There's happy. there are alternative universes where that happened, 
And those people yeah. are happier than us, I promise. That's true. <laughs> Wait, I have a couple of uh, alternative titles. Um, alternative title, Robin of Texas. Um, alternative title, Wild, Wyatter Hood. Alternative title. <laughs> gonna get I my gave jollies. that one too good of a laugh. You didn't deserve that much of a laugh, so you got <laughs> I got you. Yeah. That's all I needed. Alternative title. Business in the front, party in the back. Party in the back. <laughs> There's not enough party in this movie. It's too much the title. I don't know. Risky I feel like hood. The, 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 Josh, the last... I love that your review is there's not enough party in the back. Yeah. That's your <laughs> There's not enough party in this movie. Like, one star. Amazon review. One star. Not enough party in the back. <laughs> Did anyone notice too that the music tended to get louder when the acting got worse? Oh. Yes. Well, <laughs> not not that specifically, but I like that. But I noted this reminded me a lot of Last Mohicans, which was shot around the same time where I used to watch that movie a million God. times when I was a kid, too. Both these movies. The sound mixing was fucking awful. The The music was so loud and the dialogue was so slow. We watched it with subtitles on, which I never do. Uh, even in Game of Thrones, I watched it with no subtitles. And and I had to do it because I I was tired of holding the remote, you know? You don't want to have to like go up and down on the volume throughout a whole movie. It's annoying. And it, the early 90s did this a lot. Um, uh, they would mix the music so loud, I guess, yeah. to like try and make like energy or something for like every scene transition. They need to but give you the feels. It's, awful. it's too much. Is well, that because like that's the... how it would be better in a theater sound-wise? You know I was what wondering I mean? the same no. thing. Okay, Probably, so yeah. let me let me get in here with a little bit sound of, man. Of, sound of, of sound mixing. So like the frequency that the human voice comes in on, I don't know, it's around maybe 16 hertz or something. It's like very mid-range. So they used to mix movies so the dialogue was louder. Like, uh, so that, so a lot of your 60s, 70s movies were mixed right up kind of like, so the mid range would come out and you would hear the actors talking and, and as time progressed and speakers got better. And, uh, this is also just my own theory of having done sound for like 20 years, but, but my, the theory that I'm proposing and people can tell me if I'm wrong, but speakers got infinitely better. And what you do when the speakers get better, because you can hear more high end and low end, especially low end, is you start separating out those tones more and you get more of a mid-range scoop, a mid-scoop, which is what a lot of people do, especially in music, to bring out that bass and then leave some of that high so you can kind of still know the vocals are there kind of thing. So this movie is definitely guilty of that. Also, I will say that it, the score was decent, but your criticism that it, it was very erratic, like the orchestra was watching the <laughs> movie and then Michael came in, the, the composer would just kind of turn around and like wave his hand like, come on, yeah, all right, music here. Come on, something here. And they're just like, right. hey, <laughs> I do. Yeah. all right, like, yeah, oh, he's swinging on a rope. Dun, 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 dun. Is you it know? sad that that explanation of sound made me think of ice cream? You were talking about scoops. I was talking about scooping. That's some like inside baseball talk. <laughs> Here's another I'm not afraid to get uh, get into the inside let's, baseball let's talk. Let's get deep into economics here, which we're all experts in. Oh, um, <laughs> there's a part. There's a part of the movie when Jeffrey Nottingham is complaining that over the last few months, Robin has stolen upwards of five million gold, and I question quick. Pe- yes, confirmed. a 12th century 
economy in England that is passing around five million in gold, just transiting around all of it going through Sherwood Forest. I don't so, buy that. So I Ugh. definitely think the backstory is that Ugh. they thought about the economics of England in 1149. And in no way was it Alan Rickman turning to the camera and saying, <laughs> give me a number that sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's like five million. All right. Action. I would love to know if anybody in the audience actually has an understanding of like the English economy at that point. I'd like to know like how much money was circulating around over the course of say four months. Uh, just curious. Couldn't have been five million. Maybe I it was think not they did a it. secured currency. Like maybe it wasn't based off of an exact ratio to amount of gold pieces. Say it was like an arbitrary relationship, like a lot of our modern currency systems, where you just base it off of you know, exchange rates and supply and demand. So maybe 5 million actually was something like 100 pieces of gold just because... All of it going through Sherwood Forest. No, Robin's got a fucking, like, dragon <laughs> horde no, in, yeah, the, hold in his treehouse. The, the second, the second pa- like, part of your so criticism, though, like, why send all of your money through the place where you know that guy is, is that's pretty fucking stupid. It's he said because it's but, the only road between here and London. Because he was this like, doesn't even give you a chance to did, connect dots. He did dots say in your that. Head. He did say that. He goes, you know, what? they were like, why do That's we take not, this road? It's not the only road. I look, if I'm, I know, but as long as we're talking about <laughs> historical accuracies, like that every, is the only road. Come every, on, every, <laughs> I agree with you. Every character does the stupidest shit the whole movie, though. When yeah, Maid Marian's like, please, please, corrupt priest, get this message to the king oh right God. away. And it's like, oh, so I guess you spend all this time fucking Robin Hood and you never got around to that. Oh, yeah, the priest is corrupt, too. They, they, they have not had sex at know? that point. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I think no, Robin no, they is have. very like, no, they have not. They definitely have not. I don't think they have. No, and they I don't haven't. think they do the entire movie until after they're married. I think that they are very like wholesome. Christian. 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 I like literally don't like I literally don't care about them. Like that's how much I like hated this movie when it was over. I'm just like when I realized like I don't care if they're happy now. Yeah. She was also in uh, and was she was in Scarface, by the way, that actress. She was also in color of money. And when I realized that I went I love Oh yeah. And then when she's in this, I went I went like and I saw all the movies she had, I kinda went, oh, Oh, she was like, like Madeline, the other you're Madeline. Good. She was the lighter Madeline Stowe for a while. That was like her yeah, like you're, roles. You're good. Wait, Why you go? You guys who did research, how much did this m- movie make? I mean, I feel like oh, no, I, I didn't. I, I research. I researched Kevin Costner. I don't yeah, think I, anybody regrets being in this movie. They fucking made their big made chunk of, of change. You they know who doesn't regret fine. being in this They're movie? Fine. Who? Brian Adams doesn't regret being in this movie. <laughs> Is he in Brian this movie? Adams? Brian Adams, this led to, no. I, at least at the time of the fun fact article that I read, he still had the longest run as a number one for that song. Because of this song? Because so, of this song. Oh yeah, he still does. Some, We, of course, went right to the video and watched it after the movie because it's, it's an incredible music video. But Jill, Jill, my wife, was saying that she expected the movie to be this like sweeping, emotional, romantic movie because of the video. She had never seen it. Wow. And she was like, she was really disappointed in that it turned into like a mediocre yes. action adventure. And she was yeah. like, she was like, all those moments seem so emotional in the video, and they they're just not at all in the movie. <laughs> no, yeah, you go in with I, that I expectation. I want to say a scene that I really laughed at was I can't remember which time it was when Alan Rickman's talking to the witch. Uh, maybe when he discovers it's his mother or something, or he's just really angry, and he 
walks out and he's got that cape on and he just pushes everything off the table and then he kind of wobbles and he walks into like a little like pool of water that's sitting there and he just keeps walking out <laughs> yeah. the door dragging everything with him and i was like i don't care great. that's genius that's they hilarious that or when he when he's drunk <laughs> this was an extended scene that you missed too mike there's a scene when he thinks he's won he thinks robin's dead and he's got marion like in his like on our way to the castle and he's he's got it and the lords are all there and he's got all his treasure back it's after the battle and he's like fucking hammered by himself with his servant who if i caught it correctly is not actually mute mute he he talks to robin <laughs> later in the movie correct but, he, but, but sheriff thinks he's mute so he the, the sheriff is just getting blitzed and he just Wait, like which he's character? like no, Which, this, he's all right, just hold a on. random servant. He's it's, not like I, I can explain team. that real not quick. Not eyebrows. Quick guy. Hold on, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Just quick aside. So, then, so he's drunk and he just is like, "I won!" And he throws everything to the side and he dives <laughs> through the treasure like it's a slip and slide, and he's just like rubbing it on his face. And while like it's like fish eye clo- yeah, like a fisheye close up, which they use like a million times in this movie on Alan Rickman, and it's, so he's just like sweaty, like having a treasure bath, like in the <laughs> of the world. I wish I saw that. <laughs> well, he tells <laughs> he tells his scribe that that guy's the scribe earlier. Eyebrows, the scribe. Eyebrows. He That's says, eyebrows. "If you say another word to me, I will cut your tongue out." Yeah. Oh, so it's like I thought the, he did oh, it. So, he's just, so he just so he never just says another word to him that's for the rest amazing. of the movie. See, that's a, that's good. That's yeah. funny. I wish the rest yeah. of the movie was. That well, no, good. every scene with Alan Rickman is phenomenal. Every scene where Morgan Freeman talks is phenomenal. Every other scene is, well, I don't know what's the, the little John phenomenal. Is, the, the little John fight is fun in the water. Yeah. Although when oh, you yeah, start to think good. about it, but when you think about it, so he can't swim, but he just goes out in the middle of this river to battle with the waterfall. That's one thing. Two, yeah. Rob, the beginning of that scene, Robin is very carefully going across what looks like a stream, a really wide stream. But he's like checking every footstep. He's tapping with his staff. He's like going, he's scouting ahead. Everybody else is waiting on shore. Like, I hope he makes it. It's supposed to be like dramatic. Then as soon as everybody comes out, the merry men come out, Robin's like, ah, fuck it. And he just casually strolls across the rest of the river. And I know it's like, it's one of those things that isn't a big deal if you like the movie, but um, it's, it was representative of this movie never keeping tabs on itself. Like nobody's motivations make sense in this movie. Nobody's actions make any sense in the movie. The physics yeah. of everything that's happening makes no sense. It's 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 not good in those regards at all. Like I feel like they well, shot, just, I feel like they shot every scene and then afterwards they look they're looking at the dailies or whatever or you know, just in the monitor being like that looks like Robin Hoodie, right? That was like Robin Hoodish, right? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Like let's yeah. the, the All like, right, by no, the way. There's no Jesus chest in this, by the way, or Jesus abs. Jesus buns. No. Jesus hair. Nobody in this Jesus movie is buns. athletic. Not even good Jesus Nobody. hair, by the way. Not a single person <laughs> is athletic in this movie. Everybody is stiff as a board, <laughs> and nobody looks like they've picked up a sword before. Nobody trained for this movie. Nobody. But the the breathless a- the breathless actor was definitely Kevin Costner, though. Of all the people, he gets <laughs> yeah, all the right. breathless he was lines. The- or the kid. You no, know, that acting's called mute. That's like a mute <laughs> acting thing. Like, where I'm just going to make you get close to my face by speaking really quiet. No, Kevin Costner, because he refuses to just have any kind of accent, he sounds like a kid, like the cool kid in your English class when they ask him to read out loud, like Shakespeare. Or like, <laughs> that's what he sounds like. He's just like, 
Marion, it's been a while and I bow and <laughs> beseech myself at but you know, it's like not even trying. I'm like, just try. Wait, Dude, I have research. I have research. <laughs> both both Kevin Costner and Christian Slater <laughs> wanted to do English accents and the director. <laughs> Like stop. arguing with them, convincing them. Yes, uh, Christian Slater throughout the movie, because in different shots he tried his English accent that they kept. And so, if you watch it, you can see him slowly losing his English accent, and then sometimes using it, and then sometimes not using it. And then, obviously, he's like, you know, my lord, let's pump up the volume. But you know, I mean, <laughs> no, until the very his very last line when he launches the catapult and he's yeah. like, "Fuck me!" They cleared it and they leave it in the movie yeah, and <laughs> still give it a PG rating. It's a great. You're only allowed one non-sexual f bomb in a PG movie. I know this, uh, and that, so that is a great use of one. That line yeah. cracked me up when I was 11. It cracked me up when I'm 40. So this movie cost 48 million dollars. That was its budget. This okay. movie made. Three hundred and ninety million dollars. Oh my fucking god. god! I knew it was a hit. Jesus. <laughs> and then started the production company. Morgan People Creek was it was an actual production company because movie. of this movie. This movie made everybody money. This movie made Waterworld. Damn. So wait, I do want to um, here and say that I I really think that we should down the line do Waterworld and see if Waterworld is actually maybe better than this because I'm feeling. I, f- I feel like it might be. It might be. De- Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Hopper. Hopper, man. Oh, man. I was yeah. about to say, Dennis Dang. Hopper in Waterworld is amazing. It might be a better movie. <laughs> 20 oh, years, uh, 30 years so, after so the well, fact. Yeah. Shout out to the actor who played John, Little John because he has an awesome name. His name is Nick Brimble. And I was wow. like, you just should have used his That's real good, name. Man. You can yeah, only be. Name. What's it going to be, Dave? Cole Alexander or Nick Brimble? Can you borrow that one? This yeah. is Cole Alexander. Mm. I Cole Alexander sounds like Cole my traveling like country music. Cole Alexander is going to bring you some rocking tunes. I think Everybody that we should shake en- butts too. I think we should encourage like the listeners here. of the pod to write in a better stage stage name for you, Dave. Yes. <laughs> Dave, what, what is, uh, oh, you know, everybody out there, what is Dave's? Staging. We're going for sexy, classy, yeah. slightly balding. No. Something, <laughs> yeah, something Thank that's you. something that sounds well, like I'm a, following in your footsteps, Solo. Right, I want it just to sound like it's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be snappy. It's got to sound like a match lighting or like a wave crashing. <laughs> you know, the name has to have like something to it, man. Like the and desert bulldog. Some. It's a. I want to be. Jack Fizzle. <laughs> Jack Fizzle sounds like a fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jack, what do you do? I work, I work with actresses, actors. Doing my job. I work with my hands. I'm a craftsman. Sometimes my mouth, mostly my hands. Feel these calluses. So, Bull, in this movie, I always... I always end up being the one best to recover from Mike's best joke every episode. <laughs> so Bull, the guy, the, the guy who played Bull was in Quadrophenia. I thought that was a fun fact. Oh, uh, yeah. He was uh, one of the, the friends or something in Quadrophenia, I think. Wait, was it that the curly hair guy who was a uh, real goofy? Yeah, those guys were great. They were in the yeah. right movie. He they makes were doing a great good. dick joke. 
like a really good dick joke. Remember when they're like first oh, yeah. around the fire and they're and he's all being all emo like, uh, uh, and then he's just like, that he's just like, oh, this dick. He's just like, I don't know what he's doing. He's just kind of funny. Like, like, he goes to pull like, it out, and then yeah, Costner has to convince him to keep it in his pants. It's an amazing <laughs> scene. This movie, everything I do, I do it for you. Has a six minute version, which my uh, electronic music playing device that i won't name played instead of the like singles single version and the six minute version of the song is much like this movie in that it's like way too long there's a whole like guitar (laughs) solo and bridge that is unnecessary so you were like alexa play brian adams everything i do i do it for you yes so i just hope that somebody is listening yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, was sorry, I just i just wanted to troll so i'm sorry if your alexa went on to play brian adams right <laughs> can i just do non sequitur here and say i heard I, I i heard somebody told me a joke and they were like what does a clam do on its birthday it celebrates, and then I was like, <laughs> and then I said, "That's also what Sean Connery does on his birthday. He celebrates. <laughs> I'm celebrating my birthday." I also want to say my favorite line that Little John says in this movie, and I rewinded yeah. with the subtitles to get it. And he goes, "He goes, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Do you I think that this movie of all the movies that we have done was like the hardest 180 where it was like when I was a kid, this movie was like fucking the shit. And now I watch this movie and I'm just like, dude, I was really dumb. Well, now you're watching this movie and this movie is fucking shit. Guys, this is... This is everybody says this. I was an idiot about other I was movies we've done recently. You're describing my Beastmaster moment. Yeah, but you were wrong. We all agreed you were me. wrong about Beastmaster. I'm going to so. say too that the sexual um, jokes in Mannequin, out of all the movies you watch with Armand, were the ones that creep me out the most. Even though I know the rape scene in this, and I, but I always felt like Alan Rickman's character, the Sheriff Nottingham, he's evil. He's evil from start to finish. He's obviously going to do that. He's obviously going to, you know, like, so in a weird way, the the, the rape, you, you're like, okay, I kind of feel that in the story. Armand in... The rape track. <laughs> Armand in Do you guys think Robert Baratheon ever, ever raped somebody? Yes. I mean, yeah, I don't want to get think too that. into the rape. I don't want to think that about King Bobby. I don't want to get too into he the rape details him. of <laughs> yeah, most that's... movies. Like, <laughs> you know, rape is a plot device where you're just like, this guy's bad he's a raper you know that's all i really need to know that's, I know, that's, that's what to I be mean. fair i think that's how these movies are presenting it yeah. i think we're adding a lot of like con- cultural knowledge yeah. and openness about the subject to it we don't have to talk about this but just want to say like i think go for it we are making fun of it in a, in a 2020 viewpoint i don't think that they were delivering it with that kind of subtext back then they were yeah. just like trying to show how this is a bad guy and yeah. throwing some jokes in there and I it's, I do get yeah. that. The, yeah. the it's yeah. like the the lead the female lead of whatever movie falls in love with the hero. She the other guy she like absolutely does not want to fuck him, but he wants to fuck her, and he's right. gonna try. And uh, you know he's gonna try to force himself on her. That's a bad guy. That's what <laughs> bad guys do. They just try to get their way. You know it's the whole the whole thing. 
oh god, this movie sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you just described <laughs> the plot to... to mannequin, Mike. You just described the <laughs> yeah. plot to mannequin right there. I described the plot to like ninety percent of film right there. It's like bad guy tries to have sex, the girl doesn't like. That, that was bad. like Alan Rickman's thing like, from <laughs> Die Hard on. Like he was the bad guy that no matter how bad he was, you kind of liked him. That's a testament to how good an actor Alan Rickman is. I'll give you a little fact about Die Hard. Die Hard was his first movie. And Amazing. he was an instant star. Like, he's in Die Hard, and people just went, holy shit, that guy yeah, can act rings like, around anybody. Like, like they just like gave summer, him his character. Summer Park Shakespeare or anything like that before he did Die Hard? He no, just... no, no. He was an actor. He was a stage actor. But the first movie he did was Die yeah. Hard. And he was they didn't pull him out of a factory solo. <laughs> he wasn't, like, making <laughs> sets like, like Harrison mannequin. Ford. Yeah, he didn't re- meet Richard Burton on a plane. <laughs> so I, I do want to read for Jack Fizzles. Has not enough party Jack though. Fizzles. Not enough party. <laughs> Too much business in the front. Not enough party not in the enough back. Party in the back. The mullet's so I, off. Winning. I want to. Read... I drew a mullet. Remember the one I sent you guys? There it is. <laughs> yes, I drew a doodle of a mullet with an arrow through it for for my note page because I wanted glorious mullets and they were not glorious. <laughs> Mm. Business in the front, party <laughs> in the back, but not enough party in the back. I also felt like for this whole thing, I didn't even write as many notes as I usually do. Like I kind of just lost interest and hope, and I lost. It's a hope. boring movie. That's it's, it's pretty boring. Sin. Yeah. It's a boring movie. Hold on, we need to. Right, who's go going to start? Mike, take who's going to do it? Yeah, do the comments. Do the comments. <laughs> I have a lot of. I do have a lot of random notes about this movie because I was like so bored. It's just like lines like Ewok Village, Costner's, cost, all of Co- Kevin Costner's dismounts, where he's just like, I'm on a log. Whoop, I'm on the ground. <laughs> Huzzah! Swinging on ropes. Yes. <laughs> I have one line, that, I, have, I have one note that, that it wasn't true at all. It was just more, it was Vin Diesel has the same necklace as Kevin Costner, Fast and the Furious. And I looked up and I'm like, oh yeah, they don't. If they took the Fast and the Furious cast and just made Robin Hood, but in that style, I would watch it. Right well, now. I was saying this movie is kind of like an Ocean's Eleven kind of thing where it's like, you know the story. We got the characters. It's like a star-studded <laughs> cast and it's going to be a fucking romp as a caper movie. And it just like... The original and there's no, Ocean's there's Eleven. no party. Yeah, yeah. They forgot about the party. They I also party. would have loved it if Connery in the end said, uh, I must give the bride away and give you a schmack in the face. Like I just thought. Sean Connery walks in this movie with his dick <laughs> like, hanging out and it's yeah. just like, this Let's is celebrate. trash. He got yes. paid $250,000 for two minutes of yeah. screen time. Yeah, dude, because he's Sean Connery. Damn right. <laughs> one one note I wrote over, like, probably over, like, I, I think I wrote it like three times. It just says Robin Hood is the least interesting character. Yeah, over absolutely. And over, and I wrote it like three times. And not on totally. purpose. There are movies that get away with that and do it on purpose. Yeah. If you have a really brilliant actor in that role who can be yeah. subtle and, and kind of support everybody else through the performance, you can get yeah. away with a boring lead character. Kevin Costner is, as we said, he's just wrong. He's wrong. Like, I also know more interaction. I wanted, like, why yeah. didn't they just make more interaction between actually Rickman and, like, Robin, like, robbing him? And yeah. Something that, that brought the chemistry up between the two of them. Yeah. I, I don't know. Was that an ego thing that they were just like, no, we can't put them in the same room except for, like, the last scene, and that's it. I think and, and the And the scene in the church, but, you know. 
I think this Barely. note right this note right here sums up the, the movie for me, which is I'm bored. It's too long. Everyone in the room just yawned during a battle scene. <laughs> <laughs> We just yeah. spent a very long time oh. telling you what we think of this movie. <laughs> but for a second, let's just see what... Uh, let's think about other people for a second, you know? Okay. Oh. Um, this comment is from David. Uh, he wrote this on our Facebook page. Which, uh, if you do go, are on Facebook, follow us on Facebook. Does it suck, comma, now? Question mark? <laughs> Also, you can subscribe on iTunes. We're on iTunes if yes. you don't have Spotify. Please We're subscribe. It makes us look good. And SoundCloud. 100%. Yes. I've seen also, this movie a lot. It's on Disney Plus, and my kids watch it all the time. It's really good. The Fox. It's, it's so fun. The music is awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to criticize this movie. Every Robin Hood movie has to have some kind of song that makes fun of either the Sheriff Nottingham or Prince John, if you have a Prince John in a movie. And, yes. like... You you need that ballad. You need a troubadour who sings some kind of like body song making fun yes. of the bad guy. And this movie doesn't have that because there's no party. There is a party Indeed. scene, but it sucks. So wait, sucks. David, David goes, need a Jack Fizzle. David yes. goes David it goes on to out. Say, uh, also as a follow-up to my comment on the Lost Boys, my nine-year-old daughter does not listen to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, good, being good, responsible. Good. Thank good. you. Good, good. All right. Thank you for that. Good dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Another before, comment here. Hold is on, wait. From, before you say that, the yes. Ewok Tree Village. Fun fact, and for the record, yes, the there was a toy line produced of the Robin yep. Hood Tree Village made by the exact same company that used the same molds for the Ewok Tree Village. Nice. So, I believe if it, it looked familiar, that's why. If that isn't Ooh. a metaphor for this movie, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dana Colleen is the next uh, comment. She said, oh, well, that rape scene seemed to be so lighthearted back before. Hashtag me right. too. This movie <laughs> will not have aged well. Correct. You are correct. You are correct. You are correct. We're struggling to find ones that do. <laughs> no, you, you are the only one who believes this. <laughs> I, I how many have we thought, done is this number six this i've loved four six. of these movies i've loved four out of six uh, i feel good about that i think that this movie was missing uh an italian grandmother over maid marion just to say <laughs> mary elizabeth mastriano what are you doing what are you what doing, are you doing? Uh, what are you doing with this he's a nice boy <laughs> oh my dad nottingham uh fungal <laughs> That, there you go. Uh, I want my grandmother to be play that role. <laughs> so I do want to share an audio comment, which I haven't heard yet. Um, oh, it'll be a surprise for all. It's going to be a surprise. surprise. It is from Chris. Uh, Chris in Maryland. Okay. Prince of Thieves. One hand. Terrible movie. Kevin Costner. <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe it. I do not remember him being as bad <laughs> as he was in this movie. He's he, he nearly kills everything about it, and for that to happen as one of the biggest movie stars in the '90s and on the planet of the '80s, very surprising. Um, but Alan Rickman is the man, and 
you know, you're not really watching it for historical accuracies or for it, it to be some, I, uh, you know, very realistic drama recreation of Robin Hood. You're basically watching it for crazy. Alan Rickman and his crazy ham-fisted scenes telling people that he's going to kill him with a spoon and that he's canceling Christmas. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Highly recommend it. It's not a good movie, though. It definitely hasn't aged well. But if I am slipping through the channels on cable and it's on, I'm going to stop and watch it all the way through every time. Oh, my God. So, Whoa. Yes. Mm, Highly recommend. That's what Jack Fizzle wow. says. The, wow. Everybody starts out yeah. by saying this movie sucks. However, yeah. you should totally watch it because it's awesome. But I kind of get that. Like, it's I not get awesome. it. This movie's not awesome, but it has a it has an appeal. It does have this weird appeal that makes you want to try. It makes Josh, you want well, to try. Josh, Josh, why don't you start off today and okay. tell us does this movie suck now? It kind of <laughs> sucks, but it kind of doesn't. I put this like right on the fence. It's like. And any given point in the movie, you could ask me if this movie sucks, and I might give you any kind of like variety of answers during that moment. <laughs> like this movie fucking sucks, and then five minutes later, I'd be like, "This shit's hilarious. I love it." <laughs> and and there were parts that made me laugh, and I didn't hate it, but I was bored, and I think boring is like the mortal sin of movie making. So actually, that's going to tip it over. I'm going to say this movie sucks. It does yeah. suck. It's yeah. better than Mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. Who doesn't want to fuck a mannequin? Well, I mean, we'll um, get into the. I think the rankings. Well, this movie's going to make the rankings kind of interesting. So, um, yeah. Dave. All right, I'm. I'm like. I'm definitely was torn on this one. So I. I agree with Josh that you know. I. I think the movie with Kevin Costner sucks. I don't think the movie with Alan Rickman sucks. It was the way that I would put it because I feel like they're just two different movies and. I don't know if I saw this movie again because I don't have cable. I would just fast forward and watch the Alan Rickman parts and figure out a very long drinking game every time that Kevin Costner speaks quietly. I mean, that's another <laughs> Dave. All the rules of your drinking games movies are the start, same. Movie stars <laughs> start drinking. Movie ends. Stop drinking. Maybe, maybe hope you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> But give us a definitive answer. Does this movie I have to be now? definitive? Yeah, give us a definitive answer. Yeah, I went, no no offense to Yeah. For the suck line. Uh, Jack Fizzle doesn't do definitive. <laughs> um, I, um, I'm going to go based, and this is the only way I can do it. Would I watch it again? No. This movie does suck. <laughs> okay, there we go. Oh. Josh Solo. Does this movie suck? No. I don't know. I went into this for the first couple minutes of our talk thinking that finally we were all going to be on the same page for something like we were with Big Trouble, but mm-hmm. I don't think we are. And I, I, I am not on job. Whoa, on wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Whoa. Something's about to happen. Something is about to happen. <laughs> I, the extended version for me added more into this movie than I expected. And wow. it was already too sure long did. to begin with, but the extra 15 <laughs> minutes of like pure Alan Rickman gold 
<laughs> just, just like, oh man, to the point like he's picking his teeth during one of the biggest battles in the movie, and like yes. Dave said, he's like dragging skulls away on his cape through it. He takes a treasure map. I love all those fights. Yeah, he's so he's running around the castle like Kramer. Like his te- like he's so amazing in this movie, and so bedazzled. consistency. We try to evaluate. I remove all the nostalgia, and I just try to say, does this movie? do what it set out to do no and i interpreted this to say like <laughs> we tried to make a robin hood movie with the b squad of a cast of people that would decide to do it and alan rickman and i was like and you did it <laughs> you are <laughs> like that's kevin it was a collection of a b squad kevin Costner is the biggest movie star in the world when this movie comes out period Stop calling him a B actor. He's a huge. He's like I, a, a historic movie star. But do, look, allow me to set expectations low so I can give him credit for this movie. Is my point? He's not Jack Fizzle. So big. I just, I just don't want to. <laughs> Jack, nobody's as big as. Jack. <laughs> but it, it, uh, it is a collection of scenes for me that, like Mike, already. I agree with Mike that there's like 45 minutes in the middle of this outrageously long movie that's painfully boring. I could trim an before, hour off this movie. But before hour, that and easy. after that, it's thoroughly entertaining for me, even on a rewatch. And I definitely don't think it sucks now. Wow. Who was your I, first slow dance to it? Oh, <laughs> that's the point I wanted to make. And it's hard for me to say a movie sucks when the main theme of it got me to at least second base in a Lies. middle school dance. Oh, so, second base in a middle school dance. Totally Fire. second base. Michael. 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 Uh, Michael. 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 How does Maggie doing, Michael? Michael. So I really tried. (laughs) (laughs) You're eating maggots. You're watching Robin Hood, Michael. You're watching Robin Hood. (laughs) Robin Hood? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So I really God. Um This movie was a slog. And I gotta say, like, I really tried to like do the like men in black mind erase when i when i watch these movies because i really want to like have that feeling of seeing this movie for the first time so i kind of didn't want to watch it even when i had to watch it last night and then i did and it won me over for the first like whatever it was 25 minutes and I was like, oh, wait, maybe this movie is better than I remember. And even Sarah was just like, oh, that movie's so good. It's so good. You got to watch it. But that 45 minutes was the death knell for me. Like, I just don't really remember much of what happened there. Like, like I was saying, everybody was yawning during the battle scene. And it's like, there's one great shot of Alan Rickman picking his teeth. And the whole battle scene should just be that. But that's another, that's another movie. But it's it's just like... It's such a slog and it should be so much better. And it's just mm-hmm. not good because of Kevin Costner. And it's so disappointing. It's a little business heavy. Yeah, it's so much business in the front. Not enough party. There's no party in the back. And I just <laughs> I just want this movie to be so much better because it has it in it. And that's what makes me hate it Fanny. that much more. Oh, However, no, Fanny, you're not, you're Fanny not little. angry. Wait you're a just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> this was the nostalgia crusher for me, where I was just like, man, you know, maybe I'm going to look back on this and I'm thinking, you know, we're making jokes about this. We're saying this movie's dumb or whatever, but I'm going to watch it and I'll be like, oh yeah, you know what? That movie was good. And I, and I was like, you know, bad to, I was wrong to think of it in a, in a sucky context, but it just is. It's like self-indulgent 
it's boring and i just totally agree with you like being boring in a movie yeah. is like the cardinal sin because i'm paying you or whatever i'm giving you my time like just entertain me like i think this is a amazing 50 minute movie yeah. <laughs> I think it's an amazing 15 minute movie. It's an amazing five minute music video, is what it is. Yeah. It's an incredible music video. And most it's of it great. is Errol and Rickman talking at people. <laughs> yeah. Let's shake things up. The, the rankings from last week were uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Lost Boys, Kroll, Beastmaster, Mannequin. Where are we putting Robin Hood, The Prince of Thieves? I'm putting it above mannequin. Period. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it below mannequin. Wow. Oh, whoa. Okay. So the mannequin's last, right? That's what we're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, out of the six, this one's five, mannequin six. Wow. Oh, a, I would, yeah, yeah no, that's what I mean. Like, all right, Jack, Jack Frizzle would like to rephrase. Um, that we yeah so what we did six right we did six so so we've done six uh, movies and you're saying six. mannequin is number six uh robin hood prince of thieves is number five is what you're saying right yeah. everything Jack else Prince's is the same hers. everything yeah, else yeah. is the same solo where's, I, where's robin hood could, here you're gonna hit I, look you guys whatever you have we all have your opinions don't you if fucking could, say number one don't you fucking say number one if i could tie this I will with punch you through boys, the internet I would tie it with Lost Boys. Oh my god! Which I puts it above Beastmaster belt. for me, for the record. This is a so better fucking movie than Beastmaster. Oh, this is number You're two tying for this you? for number two. No, no, no! <laughs> You're tying this two? for number three, behind Big Trouble and Kroll. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Lost Boys good. and Robin Hood tied at three. Uh, I'm going right. to change. So you I'm didn't gonna... watch Mannequin, and did you? Solo. I don't Beastmaster broke me. I think you read me as a. It broke me as a person. Watching that movie again broke something inside of me that was sacred <laughs> as a child that idolized awesome. certain things about Beastmaster, and it was so Wait, bad it broke. Awesome! Something. I'm gonna go kind of go. Oh. I'm gonna kind of go in between everybody here and say that I do think this was better than Beastmaster, even though I enjoyed Beastmaster. I think this movie is is ostensibly on its face like you're just watching these six movies for the first time. I think this is better than Beastmaster. I agree with with that. Jack Sizzle agrees. <laughs> the Sizzle or Frizzle? I, I can't remember. It's so tough because I did. Frizzle. I think watching oh, okay. Beastmaster again, just like the weirdness and '80s goofiness of it, I liked. I liked it a lot yeah. more. Like it just got under my skin more than Robin Hood did. Like Robin Hood, I just like, fun. I checked out. I was like making notes, and all of a sudden, I'm like looking at Instagram, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I'm supposed to be watching this movie for a podcast." Like, I watched this movie. I know I wasn't the only one who watched half one night and half the other. I was yeah. not excited about going back to finish it the next night. I was like, like I just felt like I I didn't want to like start bad habits of skipping movies that I didn't like, so I stuck through it. So all right, well, the second I, half I was a little bit too, better. But I, right. I so the second half was better for me. Sorry, go ahead. I thought the second half was better too, but that doesn't mean much. The, it was good for scene. you, Solo. The end scene is incredible. Like, <laughs> no, Jack I'm not going to. I'm not going to knock Frizzle. the end scene. The scene where they go and they <laughs> save the 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 merry men from hanging, and he fights. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a fucking awesome scene. The money shot with the fire arrow and the explosion behind him is great. Yeah, I think I actually like the you you cut out that middle forty five minutes right after Alan Rickman kills his cousin. 
Just go right to that fucking end. We get it. Just say, yeah. like, he captured a bunch of guys. Something happened in the woods, whatever. We're at the end scene. Like, at that point, I'm like, I don't care. I'm along for the ride. Maybe this movie's also, an hour, yeah. and I'm, I'm walking out happy. I'm walking also, out the like, special like, effect with the arrow was still kind of good. Where they it had looked great. Yeah. It still yeah. looked good. Like, a nice I think shot. It goes back, yeah. A nice shot is a nice shot. And and I'll and I'll give props to any cameraman out there, even though I know sound department and camera is always at war. I will always give you props when you have a nice shot, and that's a fucking nice shot. It was that's nice what shot. Jack Frizzle says. The fluffer department gets along <laughs> with everybody. So I would say, after all the discussion, that the rankings are number six. Mannequin. We all agree, Mannequin is the worst movie. Solo did not agree with that. I didn't. That's fine. <laughs> I got no, I did. I did begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. Oh, right, right, right. right. I forget that every week. So I think it's maybe we say that Robin Hood is next. Is that ever? Would everyone agree with that? Begrudgingly. No, but it's fine. I don't have majority. <laughs> the majority of wouldn't the majority of us say that? Aye. Robin I'm Hood. Close to putting. Uh, aye, aye. The next is Beastmaster. <laughs> Crap. The next is Crawl at number three. Are we all cool? Yeah, we're cool with that. Lost Boys, Big Trouble Too in China. High. Big Trouble yeah. in China. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I think that's on the reflexes. I mean, the guys, don't hesitate to write all ass at us, hashtag whatever shit. Tell us what you think. But that's that's what we're going with right now. This list is going to become unmanageable not, at some point. I'm not signing my name to that list, yeah. but that's fine. There's tears. There's like yeah. the mannequin tier, which is yeah yeah then but there's no, like the robin hood tier which is this, like there's some talent there but it's bad yeah but for this grand experiment of us just killing our childhood and burying it in an unmarked <laughs> grave <laughs> i think like this list should hurt a little bit you know it hurts if i never me. saw robin it hood hurts. again it would be fine <laughs> yeah. i agree with sprague <laughs> i could deal with that yeah I would. That's the thing. It's like I the, the controversial thing is where does Robin Hood go? Where does Beastmaster go? And I feel like you know what? Yeah, I might watch Beastmaster again. Damn right, you will. <laughs> Problem I'm having is Jack Fizzle kind of likes it. Mark Singer and Jack Fizzle. <laughs> yeah, they they compare size. Two of them. So, thank you for listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> so next next episode, we are going to tackle the '90s classic Major League, the baseball comedy movie about the Cleveland Indians. With Charlie Sheen and Tom. Charlie Berger. Sheen, Tom, Tom Berenger, the guy Green. from the Allstate commercials, yeah. Allstate and president, <laughs> and president yeah. uh, Rene Russo. Rene Russo. What's his name? The announcer for the Milwaukee Wesley Brewers. fucking Snipes. Bob. Wasn't his name Bob yeah. something? Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker. The actual from, announcer of the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. From Mr. Yeah. Belvedere. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and a lot of Randy Newman. So A warning. lot of Randy Newman. A lot of Randy Newman. So <laughs> if you are listening to this on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, like us like rate us five stars six stars ten stars or three stars i like a good like mediocre yeah. review yeah we don't no, no pressure uh, <laughs> we are on facebook you can also email me what 
uh, your comments, your voice memos, and what you think about definitely what you think about Major League for next week, so we can play it and yeah. Re- if you send us content, we will put it on this show. I cannot guarantee you we will be favorable or kind, but we will put it on this show. Wow. Mm. The email to uh, email us comments and voice memos to is Gugino Productions. My last name, G U G G I N O Productions at gmail.com. Gugino. And on that note, thank you for listening to Does It Suck Now? Now. 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 Play the it does <laughs> Play the song. Everything I do, I'm do it for you.